Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Let's give the Lord praise tonight. He's worthy. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our praise. He's a great God, and he's greatly to be praised. Hallelujah to the name of Jesus. There's no God like our God. There's no rock like our rock. There's no Savior like our Savior tonight. And I'm so thankful that I know him. I'm so glad to be back in his house with his people here in Mount Carmel, Illinois. What a delight it is to be back here. And I'm thankful that Pastor is here this time. I enjoyed the singing uh, and the praise of the team here tonight. Just led us into his presence. And we're so thankful for that. I give honor to Bishop and Sister McGee and Pastor and Sister McGee and their family and the leadership and ministry of this great church. I appreciate them so much. And uh, as many of you know, Sister Don McGee and myself went to school together for a little while back in Knoxville, Tennessee. And... Uh, she knew way back then she was going to marry pastor. She, she told us. She said, I met a preacher at a youth camp, and I'm set. That's who I'm marrying. Now, I wasn't that benef- benefit- benefited like she was. It took me a while to find who I was going to marry. And lo and behold, we find out that her family and my wife's family are related. So, so I just feel like I'm with family tonight. And I'm so uh, honored to be here. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalms 100. Psalms 100. Verse number 4. If you have it, say amen. If you're still looking, say hold on. If you didn't look at all, say that's me. Psalms 104 says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and then to get into his courts with your praise. I want to preach on this simple title tonight. I want to preach on Beyond the Gates. Beyond the Gates. If you set your Bibles down, lift your hands and hearts to heaven. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your power and your majesty that we feel in this place. God, but I'm asking you once again to touch me, to anoint me to preach your word. God, anoint your people to hear and not only hear but respond to your word. God, let us go beyond the gates tonight, God, into your presence. And that's with our praise, God. Lord, we ask you to touch every need, every heart, every problem, every situation in this house tonight. But God, God, we know that you're the only one who can. There's nobody like you. And Lord, we give you praise for what you're going to do in this house tonight. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Can you clap your hands one more time before you're seated? The Bible says not only to clap, but to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Can you do that? Thank you. You may be seated this evening. In biblical times, gates often had rooms built beside them and even on top of them. 
These rooms could be used to store provision during a siege. Or they would use the rooms to store and house the soldiers for a defense against an attack. In the room above the gate would be a watchman that would be stationed there. And I want you to know tonight that God gives us provision. And He gives us protection. And He also gives us a watchman which is our pastor in our life. We need to be thankful for the provision. We need to be thankful for the protection and we ought to be thankful tonight for our pastor. You ought to be thankful that God has given you a pastor that will preach to you the word of God. But I want you to understand something with me tonight. The, uh, the Bible says that we enter into his gates with thanksgiving. When the psalmist was writing this, no doubt he was thinking about the provision that was in that gate and the protection that was in that gate and the watchman that was in that gate. So it was easy for someone as they're walking through the city gate to think, man, there's provision here if I need it. There's protection here if I need it. There's a watchman that can sound the alarm if the enemy attacks. So it was easy to walk through the gates and give thanksgiving. But I want you to understand something tonight that the devil doesn't mind you being thankful. It doesn't scare him nor does it defeat him. As a matter of fact, the world will give thanksgiving to God. You can watch, you can watch a, a, an award program and, and someone who curses the name of God in their music or their movies, as soon as they win an award, the first thing they want to do is say, I want to thank Jesus for this award. So anybody can be thankful. But it's when we stop at the gates at Thanksgiving is when we get in trouble. I'm not preaching against Thanksgiving. I'm, I'm not preaching a bit about being uh, unthankful tonight. But we've got this. No, we can't stop at the gates of Thanksgiving. We've got to move into his courts with praise tonight. I can't stop at the gates of thanksgiving uh, for the provision, but I must move into the courts of praise for the provider tonight. I can't stop at the gates of thanksgiving for the protection, but I've got to move into the courts of praise for the protector. I'm thankful for my pastor tonight, but I don't want to stop at the gates of thanksgiving for my pastor, but I want to move into the courts of praise and join my pastor in praise to the God of my pastor. We can't stop at the gates tonight, but we must go beyond the gates because on the other side of the gates is his presence and there's only one way to get there. That's with our praise. That's with our worship. That's with our adoration. I want to get in his presence tonight. That's why when we come to the house of God, we open up with songs because in this team, and they did an awesome job tonight. They, they led us into the presence of God with our praise. If I'd have just got up here and said, let's be thankful, we wouldn't have got into his presence in the praise because we'd be stopping at the gates, but there's so much more on the other side of the gates. I remember several years ago when Pastor Voskis was still pastoring in Anderson, Indiana. I, one weekend I went up to preach for him and um, that Saturday night we'd went and ate earlier in, in the day and I guess I got food poisoning. Because that night, Saturday night, I was, I was bad sick, y'all. I'm not going to get too graphic, but I was driving the porcelain bus. And, and 
I remember I was laying in the upstairs bedroom of his house and, and, and I was on my bed of affliction. And I, man, I'm telling you, I was in bad shape. And, and I remember I was crying out to God and I was, I was pleading the blood and I was, I was quoting scriptures, with your stripes I am healed. And, and God, I need you to heal my body, please. And I was begging with God. And nothing ever happened. And after hours of laying there in, in agony and praying and declaring my healing, I thought to myself, I said, whether or not God heals me or not, tomorrow morning I'm going to be expected to preach. And so I started, stop praying for God to heal me, and I started praying for the healer to come in the room. And when I stopped praying for the healing, and I started praying for the healer, then God's presence moved in that upstairs room. And not only did I feel his presence, but he miraculously healed my body. See, I could have stopped at the gates of thanksgiving for my healing. But I said, I don't want to stop out here. I want to get into his presence because that's where the healing is. That's where the blessings are. That's where the favor is. That's where the miracles are at. When I move past the gates into the courts of praise, I find him tonight. That's what Simon Peter did. He was on a boat fishing one night. Somebody yells from the shore, have you got any fish yet? He said, no, we, have, we fished all night. We haven't caught any. Jesus, they don't know it's Jesus at the time, but Jesus yells from the shore. He says, try the other side of the boat. And when they threw the net on the other side, they caught so many fish, they couldn't even get the net back in the boat. And Peter made this declaration. He said, it's the Lord. I don't know about you, but I've had a few that's the Lord moments. The doctor couldn't have done it. The medicine couldn't have done it. The politician couldn't have done it. The preacher couldn't have done it. Nobody else in my bank account could have. It was the Lord. And nobody else can get the glory because it was a Lord. it's the Lord moment. And you know what he did? He jumps out. We stop short at the gates of the blessing when the blessing giver is on the other side in the courts of praise. I don't want to stop short tonight, but I want to get into his presence because when I get into his presence, it's greater than any drug. It's greater than any alcohol. It can do more for me than any doctor. It can do more for me than any medicine. It can do more for me than anything the world can offer. When I get into his presence, there is fullness of joy. When I get into his presence, there's healing, there's joy, there's miracle signs and wonders. When I get in his presence tonight. No wonder the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. Jesus inhabits the praises of his people. If you need more Jesus, you're not going to get it with less praise. The only way you can get more of him is to praise him more. Presence and praise go hand in hand. If there is no praise, there is no presence. 
As a matter of fact, when he decided to come on this earth, he could have came through Joseph's tribe. He could have came through Reuben. He could have came through Levi. But he decided he would come through Judah, which means praise. Because he understood the only way I'm going to get there is through praise. And I'm here to tell somebody tonight, if you need more of him in your life, you need more of him in your home. You need more of him in your marriage. You need more of him in your finances. There's only one way to do it. And that's to praise him like you've never praised him before. Because he inhabits the praises of his people. Many times in the New Testament, people praised him and got his attention. It's just like Jesus can't help himself when he hears praise. He's like, I, I know I'm out doing something else, but I've got to go where they're praising my name and I've got to touch somebody in this place. If I had time, I'd preach about Jericho. What praise will do for you. When you begin to praise, walls will start coming down. It wasn't the marching that got them. It wasn't the shouting. It, it was that they had faith in God and faith in their shout and their praise that God would bring down walls in their life. I want to tell somebody here tonight, you may be facing walls. You may be facing adversities. You may be facing things that you don't know how you're going to get through them or how you're going to get over them. You know what you need to do. You need to quit trying to do it yourself. And you just need to lift your hands and begin to praise him and watch walls start falling. Watch things start being destroyed in your life tonight. I'm reminded of the story in 2 Chronicles 20. Enemies surrounding the people of God. And they ask God what they should do. And God says to send out the singers and the praisers first. That they should go out and praise him for the beauty of holiness. And the Bible says as they went out and they began to praise the Lord and say his mercy endureth forever that they began to sing and praise God that the Lord sent ambushments against the enemy. I can't help but think tonight that somebody came to church and there's been an enemy at you all week. There's been an enemy fighting against you all week. But I can't help but think tonight that if we come in this place and we move beyond the gates and get into his presence and we'll begin to praise him like we've never praised him before. I believe the Lord can send ambushments against your enemy. You'll never have to even raise your hand. You'll never have to make the first phone call. You'll never have to do anything. God will take care. He's fighting for us. He's fighting our battles. But if we'll just praise him, watch and see what he'll do in this place tonight. In Judges 1, Joshua's dead. The people don't know what to do. They ask God, who are we going to send up against the Canaanites to fight in the promised land? And the Lord made this proclamation. Judah shall go up. In other words, praise shall go up. God said, you want to know who, who to send to fight first? Don't send. I know there may be other tribes that have better swordsmen. And I know there may be other tribes that have better uh, archery teams. And, and I know there may be other tribes that have stronger battle, uh, men for battle. But God said, if you'll send up Judah first, watch and see what Judah will do. Right, right. Yes, sir. See, God is telling us the same thing 
thousands of years later, he's telling us if we'll send up Judah, if we'll send up praise first, the enemy cannot stand against us. Our praise is a weapon tonight. Our, our praise can defeat the enemy tonight. You've been trying to do it on your own. You've been trying to use your mind to think things through. You've been trying to use your checking account to, to buy your way out of the problem you're in. You've been trying to use everything you know to do. Instead, lay down your weapons of warfare and lift up holy hands and begin to praise him. Send up Judah first because when Judah goes up first, victory follows tonight. What I love is when Judah gets the call from God, he looks at Simeon and his brother and he says, come up with me. See, that's praise that's contagious. Pray it won't be long. You just find one person that'll praise him and it'll start catching like wildfire. Because praise says, come on. You're going to fight with me. Come on, you're going you're gonna to praise with me. You're going to worship. I don't want to do this all by myself. I want somebody to help me tonight. And then in Judges 20, Children of Israel, once again, they go to God with a question. Who are we going to send up? I don't know why they even bothered to ask the question. Because the answer was the same. God answers and says, Judah shall go up first. You know what that lets me know? It does not matter the question. The answer is always the same. If you need healing in your body, guess what? The answer is the same. If you need salvation, you need the Holy Ghost tonight, the answer is the same. You need a miracle, the answer is the same. Because there's only one way to get into his courts tonight, and that's with praise. So the answer to every question in this place is the same. You need healing for your body, praise him. You need the Holy Ghost, praise him. You need a financial miracle, praise him. You got lost loved ones, praise him. You're going through a battle, praise him. You don't know what you're going to do next, praise him. You're looking for revival that not here yet praise him you need to reach the community praise him you got problems at work praise him you got problems in your marriage praise him the answer is always the same send up Judah first see Judah Judah doesn't just mean praise it's literal translation is now I will praise the Lord in other words, I can't wait till pastor's preaching again. I can't wait till Wednesday night. I can't wait till next revival. I can't wait till youth camp or youth convention. Now I must praise the Lord. You can't wait till next week. You can't wait for next service to roll. If you need him, there's only one problem that's going to be solved in this place, and that's with praise tonight. If you need him, don't wait till next week. Don't wait till next service. Praise him right now in this place. Somebody said there's only two times to praise the Lord, when you feel like it and when you don't. When you feel like praising Him, you better praise Him. But when you don't, that's when it's most important. When you don't feel like praising when you just barely got here tonight, and you just barely keeping your eyes open, that's when you need, man, you just drug in here because the devil's been fighting you all week. That's when you need to get in His presence and begin to praise Him like you've never prayed. I don't feel like praising Him, but something inside of me is telling me. I don't feel like being here tonight. I don't want to be here tonight. My body's telling me no, but something inside of me has a praise, and I've got to let it out tonight. 
I'm going to make I'm going to make a decoration tonight that's going to surprise some of you. I don't like leftovers. I know that comes as a shock when you look at me. But I'm serious. I it don't there's very few f- foods that I'll eat the next day. I'm very finicky about stuff like that with germs and food being left out too long. I, I I'm I'm a germaphobe. So don't feed me leftovers the next day that you fed me the night before. I don't want them. And you know what? I think God's got the same thing with praise. He doesn't want our leftovers. He don't want what we brought him this morning. He don't want what we brought him last week. He wants us to bring a fresh praise. He doesn't want us to bring a half-hearted praise left over from this morning or left over from last week. But God wants us to come in here and say, I'm going to give you my best. I'm not going to reheat my praise. I'm not going to give you leftovers. But I'm going to give you everything that I am. Because God, you're the only one that can touch my body. You're the only one that can move in my situation. And I'm here to give you praise tonight. Job, in Job 36, 27, it says that he, God makes the drops of water and they pour down rain according to the vapor thereof. There's a very simple science lesson that I learned a long time ago. I didn't even need Sister Don McGee's help in this one. Whatever goes up in the atmosphere by vapor is what the earth is going to return in rain. That's why rainforests are called rainforests. There's a lot of vapor going up, so the earth can't help it, the heavens can't help it. It has to send rain back down to the earth. That's why deserts don't have much water and much rainfall, because there's not a lot of vapor going up. And you know what? In the spiritual tonight, that's why two people can leave the same exact church service. One of them will get out on their cell phone as soon as they get in the car, and they'll say, that was the most dull, dry, boring, I didn't get anything out of it. The songs, I didn't like the songs. I didn't like the preacher. I I wasted my time. And then somebody else from that exact same service will get out on their phone when they get in the car, and they'll say, hey, bud, you missed it. It was the best service I've ever been in. God moved. The songs didn't change. The preaching didn't change. But one person came with praise, and the other one came and sat there. So I'm here to tell somebody, if you want some rain to fall, it's time to start sending up some vapor. If you want some blessings to fall, it's time to start sending up some praise. If you want healing to fall, you've got to send up your praise because nothing will come down without something going up first. I love I love the story in 1 Samuel 22. David's running from Saul. He finds a cave called Adullam. He's hiding in the cave. Misery loves company. Because here comes all his family. And the Bible says not just his family, but the Bible says that here comes all these men that are in debt, they're in distress, and they're discontented. And 400 men came and joined themselves to David. Now, I don't know a pastor alive that wouldn't want a 400-soul revival. But they're in debt, so they can't pay their tithes and offerings. They're distressed, so they're going to cause church problems. They're discontented, so it's not going to be long before they're going to find another church to go to. 
But David is hiding. He's having his own problem. He's having his own pity party. And here comes 400 men with problems, and they join themselves unto David. But you know what happens next? God sends a prophet by the name of Gad down to the cave. And he finds David, and he says, David, abide not in the hold, but depart and get thee into the land of Judah. Because the prophet understood that as long as you're in the cave, you're defeated. Don't let the cave become your grave tonight. As long as you're sitting there discontented and dead and distressed, you're going to stay there. You're, going, you're never going to get out of the mess that you're in. But the prophet said, if you'll get out of this cave and you'll get to the land of Judah, the land of praise, everything will be all right. And you know what happened? The next time you read about David's men here, it doesn't say these be the discontented men of David, these be the in debt men of David, these be the distressed men of David. No, the next time you hear about these men, the Bible says these be the mighty men of David. Because that's what living in praise will do for you. It'll take you out of the debt. It'll get you out of the distress. It'll get you out of the depression. It'll get you out of the worry. It'll get you out of the fear. When you live in the land of praise, everything's changing. Everything. They, their backs are bleeding. Their feet's got chains. Their hands have got chains. And no one would have blamed them if they'd have sat there and had a pity party. But at midnight, the Bible says that they prayed and they began to sing praises. And my favorite part of the scripture is the prisoners heard. The prisoners didn't hear them preaching outside when everything was going good. They didn't hear them before they had stripes on their backs or chains on their hands and feet outside preaching. But you know what the prisoners did hear? They heard two apostolic preachers with, that had been beaten, that had been chained, that still had a praise for God. You know what that tells me? This world may never hear my testimony when everything's going good. This world may never hear my testimony when it's sunshine and roses. But whenever I'm down and out and life is not fair and things aren't going my way and people around me can still see me with my hands up, praising God, still coming to church, still living a holy life unto Him, that's when they're going to hear me. That's when they're going to see the difference that there's something different different about those people. And suddenly there was a great earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open. And everyone's bands were loose. Isn't it amazing? Paul and Silas were the only ones praising. But everybody's doors. And everybody's chains were loose. You know what that tells me? There may be somebody in this service tonight. You don't have the energy. You don't have the power. You don't have the faith to praise him. But you can still be loose tonight by somebody else's praise. I never know when it's my praise that somebody else's. Yes, I need chains loosed off of me, and I need prison doors open. But it may be somebody on the same pew as me that don't have the heart to praise him right now. But if I'll praise him, they can be loosed. If I'll praise him, they'll be filled with faith. If I'll praise him, they'll see something inside of me that'll change who they are. You know what another amazing part of that story is? I like 
when the prison guard comes in, he pulls his sword out. He's getting ready to kill himself. You know what Paul and Silas says? They said, don't worry. We're all here. Now, what kind of prisoner that gets loose from his chains and his prison door gets open would stay in his prison cell? You go, you go find you a state penitentiary somewhere around here, and you go tell everybody you're going to open their doors and see what happens. Nobody's going to stay. But those prisoners felt the presence of God. They felt something they had never felt before. And they said the door may be open and the chains may be off my hands and my feet. But there's something in this prison that I've never felt before. And it's the presence of God. You know what? This world, this world's going to look for a church. This community's looking for a church where they can come and not just can they find the chains loosed, but they want to feel something that they've never felt before. They want to feel an electricity. They want to feel an anointing. They want to feel an atmosphere atmosphere of praise that they never felt before. Children of Israel fighting against the Amalekites. Amalekites. Amalekites are a descendant of Esau. We know Esau, he sold his birthright in a moment of weakness. The spirit of the Amalekites wants to do the same thing. They want to steal our birthright in a moment of weakness. So the Amalekites are fighting against the children of Israel, the children, the descendants of Jacob. And the Bible tells us that Moses goes up on a hillside. Come here, Moses. Because Moses was the first pastor in the Bible. And Moses goes up, and he's watching the battle. The Bible said that Moses raises his hands. And as long as Moses has his hands up, as long as Moses is encouraged, As long as Moses is praising, the Israelites are winning the battle. But the Bible says that Moses' hands became weary. You know, that's end-time prophecy. The Bible says that that the enemy is going to try to wear the saints out. And he's going to start with your pastor. He wants to wear your pastor down. He wants to frustrate your pastor. He wants to wear him out so that he can't lift his hands in victory. So that the, Because he understands that if pastor's victorious, you're going to be victorious. So Moses, he feels the weariness. And pastor feels the weariness, I promise you. He, he won't get up here and tell you, but I'll tell you. Because I'm an evangelist and I get to talk one-on-one with a lot of pastors. And, and pastors, they're weary. They get weary. And so he, his hands, and they noticed that when his hands dropped, the Amalekites began winning. So thank God there was an Aaron. Come here, Aaron. Aaron says, hey, I'm a, I'm a priest. I'm a Levite. I'm, I'm, from the, I'm from the tribe of Levi. I, I can come and I can, I, I can help. And, and that's, that's one of the types of people that can help lift the hands of the pastor tonight. The Levites. The Levites represent preachers and Sunday school teachers and singers and musicians. So Aaron says, I'll come and I'll lift up one of the hands of Moses. And then there's a man that we don't know much about. His name's not on the marquee. His name's really not mentioned much in the Bible by the name of her. Come here, her. And her says, Let me come on the other side. Aaron, you got one side. Let me get the other side. And you know what tribe Hur is from? He's from the tribe of Judah. 
He says, I may not be a Levi. I may never sing and I may never praise. I sing praise and worship up here. I may never play an instrument. I may never teach Sunday school. I may never get behind this podium and preach with a microphone in my hand. But you know what I can do? I'm from the tribe of Judah. And I can praise God and lift up my pastor. When he's preaching, I'm going to praise. When the songs are being sung, I'm going to praise. I'm going to be here every time the doors are open. And I'm going to be faithful. I may never preach. I may never be mentioned from the pulpit. But I can praise God and lift up my pastor tonight. Not everybody can be an Aaron. Not everybody can play an instrument or sing or preach, but everybody can be a her. Everybody can praise. Everybody can be part of the tribe tribe of Judah tonight. And you know what? In the world that we're living in, there's a lot of hymns trying to be hers, H-E-R's. But we need more hymns that'll be H-U-R's and say, I'm going to be a praiser. I'm going to show my family what it's like to praise. I'm going to show my community what it's like to praise. I'm going to lift up pastor with my praise. I'm going to be here and I'm going to be faithful because my pastor's dependent upon me. I'm going to show my family. I'm going to show my friends. I'm going to show the church members that I can praise God in this place. Come on, are there any hers in this house tonight? Come on, if you want to be a her tonight, and you want to be from the tribe of Judah. You want to be a praiser. You don't want to stop at the gates. But you want to move into the courts of his presence with your praise. I'm asking you to stand to your feet and begin to praise him right now. The book of Psalms, the book of praise, ends this way. In, in Psalms 150, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and heart. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and the organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. All those are instruments of praise. Go ahead. Give me some praise music up here. Give me some high sounding symbols. God loves to hear that. But you know what his favorite is? It's found in the very last verse. It says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And then the writer says, in case you didn't hear me, let me say it one more time. Praise ye the Lord. As long as I've got oxygen in these lungs, I am mandated by the word of God to be a praiser. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So here's what I want to challenge tonight. I don't care what your need is, what your situation is. The answer is always the same. Send up Judah. 
send up praise. So as these singers and musicians begin to play and sing, I challenge you to step out of your seat and meet us at this altar and let's praise him in this place tonight because that's where the battle is going to be won. That's where the healing is going to come. That's when the blessing is going to come. It's through my praise. Come on, we need some praisers in this house. We need somebody to lift up the name of Jesus with their praise. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.